It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. Last time we did the Prince Zuko episode for Avatar The Last Airbender as our final wrap on Nick Madness 2018. Another congrats to Zuko for winning. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking if you guys would prefer the podcast cover Avatar every week until the show is over. Uh, basically doing a full rewatch with our listeners. Uh, and the people have spoken, Ashley, with 72% the people want us to do an Avatar-themed podcast. However, there was a like 20, 28-29% that wanted things to carry on as usual. Ashley and I felt a little weird when we looked at the real number of episodes. I thought it was like 40 for some reason. It's really 61 or 62, so that's a full, more than a full year of just Avatar. So we have found a solution. Do you want to explain it to them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty simple one. We also figured, you know, with 28%, that's a decent portion of our audience there, and we don't want to have you guys out of the loop for a year. So we are going to do, every other week, we will do an Avatar episode, and then the following week we will do a quote-unquote classic Friday Night Nicktoons episode. Yes, so this basically signs us on for like two and a half more years of this, longer than we've been doing it. So, uh, and you know, we haven't signed contracts or anything. If something happens, something happens, but hopefully you so guys... If, if anybody wants to write up any contracts for us, I mean, we're, we're listening. Yeah, if you want to pay <laughs> us, yeah. But I feel like we've had enough listeners who've been with us for the entire two years so far that like... What's another two and a half more? <laughs> you, yeah. You know, it's like an hour a week tops in terms of watching the episode and then listening to us. Hopefully you guys have fun. And obviously, if you've already seen Avatar, you can just pick and choose the ones you listen to. And we'll still have every other week to get our episodes in. Uh, obviously, we're going to be covering far fewer Nicktoons variety-wise now because we'll be going from doing about 150 episodes of Nickelodeon shows a year to about 25 <laughs> so right. over the, the the time so it's a pretty dramatic uh cut down but this will unlike we're in between this won't really be its own production it'll just be built into the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast I'll make a separate YouTube playlist with all the episodes but it's going to be coming in this feed. We're going to keep numbering them the same. So on our 101st episode, we will start the Avatar uh, marathon. The very, it truly is a marathon. The longest marathon. Yeah, it is not a sprint, guys. We are we are taking our time on this one. Um, and we'll see. We might, we might switch it up. Maybe do more or less of Avatar versus regular Nicktoons, depending on how people start feeling about it. But I'm really excited to to jump into this show, watch the whole thing again, while still keeping in all of our our good classic Nicktoons. So I think it's a good happy medium. Hopefully you guys agree. Absolutely. And we do have really exciting stuff coming on. We have two guests before we hit episode 100. Uh, We're not sure what we're doing for episode 100 yet, but it'll be awesome. And then we start our Avatar adventure. And yeah, tweet us some name ideas uh, for this Avatar marathon, preferably pun-related, like we're in between. Uh, maybe something from the theme song, you know, the the Katara-spoken monologue. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're still thinking on it, but uh, if you come up with anything, we're always happy to hear it. All of that, you know, that being said, 
This week, we are doing a Rugrats episode. It's been a while since we've done one. This one's entitled Together at Last. And it is so adorable, guys. Can't wait to get into this one. Follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast. Review us on iTunes so others can find the show. And uh, check out our YouTube page as usual. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Alright guys, before we get started, just a quick shout out to our new sponsor, uh, Apple, who is now funding the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? If only. Oh god, so we're going to be discussing this iPhone-related episode of Rugrats, get our product placement in there. Uh, Great, this episode is actually called Together at Last. It's from Season 2, Episode 2B, and it aired on September 13th, 1992. That is... A day and two years before my birthday. How exciting. (laughs) (laughs) We always got to make the dates relevant to us. (laughs) It was before both of us were born. Yeah, that's that's more of what's interesting to me, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wow, these, a lot of them predate me, despite me feeling like so much of the show was, you know, part of part of my life and everything yeah. anyways the, the babies of the show were older than us <laughs> yeah it's actually kind of wild <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so in this one when phil and lil get in a fight over a toy betty separates them by sending lil to tommy's while phil stays at home but it's not too long before tommy and chucky help lil reunite with her brother this one is so cute there's there's so many good things that happen in this I don't remember ever seeing this episode before today, but as soon as I was, I was like, we were, I was like, we should do a Rugrats episode. It's been a while. Started looking through them and found this one, and I was like, it just sounds so wholesome and cute. There's no way it won't be, and it was. It sure was. Yeah, it it is great from beginning to end. The very first second we see them getting a Reptar toy, and I'm already pumped. Like just seeing seeing Reptar. <clears throat> in their lives is enough to make me feel like I'm in the Rugrats world again, ready to get started. Yeah, Reptar is sort of a great vehicle to capture that childhood wonder and joy, where as soon as there's Reptar anything anywhere, the baby's eyes become saucers. They're like, oh, it's Reptar. It's great. Uh, Shout out to Kath Susie for this episode. She plays three of the four main voices of this episode. Uh, it's, you know, guys like Seth MacFarlane and, uh, you know, the animated folks who voice all these characters get all this credit, and I don't think she gets enough for her work on Rugrats. She's Phil, Lil, and the mom, so, uh, this must have been a really entertaining episode for her to record. Yeah, and in general, I mean, like, Phil and Lil talk to each other so much, right? Like, she's recording two halves of a conversation, very frequently and she does it so well gotta give her props um but yeah so it's one of those things where conveniently what they're talking about fits in with what's happening with the babies 
Dee Dee mentions that Lipschitz had an article about twins and how you have to make sure they have their space, otherwise the sibling rivalry gets too strong. And that's the exact moment that they're fighting over Reptar. You know, it's it's how this stuff works. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing that I feel like specifically Klasky Chupo does a lot, the A and B plots, and then they come together in really interesting ways. Rugrats does it. As told by Ginger does it, Wild Thornberries does it. Seems to be a trend with this studio. Yeah, and it's it always works well for me. It keeps things interesting and mm-hmm. you know, at first uh at first Betty's all like, Oh no, they don't need to be separated and then they start fighting and she's like, Alright, so maybe maybe some space would be good and it's it's so typical sibling rivalry stuff, right? It, at first, Lil is brought over to Tommy's house with Tommy and Chucky, and she's like, I don't miss him at all. I don't care if I never see him again. He's the worst. He's a, I don't know, some, calls her like calls him like a, a booger brain or something like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, uh, and it was devastating. <laughs> and then Tommy sort of comes in and he's like, you don't, you don't miss him at all? You don't miss the person that you spend, like, all of your time with, who you've never been away from ever, and, like, just keeps, like, (laughs) piling it on. He's such a great voice of reason. (laughs) And then immediately she bursts into tears. It's such a a quick change, right? It's like that, just just like that classic kid, like, I never want to see him ever again in my life. And then she's like, oh, I do miss him. (laughs) It's very cute. And it's not really, they don't have, like, a Helga sort of love where they re- it's like they hate themselves for it. It's very genuine. It's very on its sleeve. Like, these are babies, right? They don't have a lot of emotional complexity yet. No, but it's it's so, like you said, it's so genuine, though. Like, you, you just feel, feel the love for each other. They're so cute. They are so wholesome. Like, you just can't, you can't not love Phil and Lil together. You just can't. Absolutely. And so they're like, well, maybe Phil went next door. They start doing that baby brainstorm thing. Well, I think they live next door, right? Who lives next door? Phil and Lil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. So they're like, maybe Phil's back home. So we, we, and Chucky, I think, points out that they, or maybe Tommy points out that they live next door, but clearly the babies have never walked from one house to the other, or if they do, they don't remember it. They just kind of get transported wherever, and they step outside and Chucky goes, but Tommy, there are two next doors. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that uh, Lil wouldn't even know what her house looks like is really great, too. Yeah, just that idea, too. Like like you said, they never really paid attention to where they live when they're so close together. And and the idea that, like, there being two next doors has just never occurred to them it's until so now. It's cute. so good. It's that classic baby thing they do. And yeah, we cut yeah. over to Phil, who is talking to his bear, because he doesn't have... I almost wish they had split up Tucky and Chucky and Tommy as well, so that each one would have had a companion. But Phil is alone, he's talking to his bear, kind of talking about, like, I gotta find Lillian. It is cute when they choose to use each other's full names and when they shorten them. We've got Philip and Lillian, you know, but it totally depends on the context of when they use each. Yeah, yeah, it does, and... I don't. I also just think it's kind of cute hearing babies using those full names, right? They don't use a lot of complicated words, so you can feel it. 
feel it's real once the full names start start dropping out. Right. So they're doing the classic thing where both parties are looking for each other and they keep missing each other. That's sort of the concept of the episode. Yeah, and there's this, uh, there's a moment, right, where Phil, Phil's trying to get over the fence, they're trying to get under the fence, and Lil loses her bow, and... Spike ends up over on the other side somehow. I forgot all the the logistics of it, but that makes Phil decide that Lil has been eaten by Spike. My thought process on this, I think, was just what the writers wanted it to be. I was like, oh, I love Lil's ribbon being left behind as a clue for Phil to find. And he grabs the ribbon, and instead of thinking, I'm right on her trail, he thinks she's dead, basically. Or actually, no, he doesn't even think she's dead. He probably thinks she's just living inside Spike's stomach now. Yeah, because I think he says something like, yeah, I kind of miss Lil, if you don't mind throwing up. So he thinks that she's like... Fully existent within Spike, which is a- another just wonderful child misconception of how any of that would work. It's so well paced, you know, Spike kind of looks hungry and lips licks his lips and Phil just goes, Spike, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and he offers himself up too. He's like, all right, make it quick. Like, he wants to, he wants to get eaten by Spike too, if that's how it has to go down. It's just... Oh, boy. I'm starting to wonder this. I don't have a meme challenge this week, but my challenge to the listeners is... Well, okay, the meme challenge, I suppose, is picking a name for the Avatar podcast. But find me an episode of Rugrats where something delightful doesn't happen. It feels like every episode there's something that's just, like, heart-meltingly sweet. I don't know if there is one. That's a big challenge right there. If like, you I'm, find sure, it, I'm sure there are bad episodes of Rugrats, but there's got to be a moment in every episode that's just like, man, that's cute. It is. It is so cute. It's so endearing. There's so many things. Um, and pretty shortly after in this one, so so Lil, Tommy, Chucky end up making it next door, and Phil makes it next door as well so they've swapped swapped places as as casey said it's the classic they keep keep missing each other they get there they realize phil isn't there and lil starts having this this breakdown about it and it's just like it's so heartbreaking but so sweet at the same time it's like first she's like who who am i gonna play with and they're like well we'll still play with you and she's like but who's going to talk about stuff before we go to sleep and she keeps listing off all of these things that only her and Phil do, and it's so, it's just so, it's one of those moments. It's another one of those moments. I think it might be my favorite moment of this episode. <laughs> oh, it's great. And it, it builds up to the, who's going to argue about me about what daddy's hair is made of? Which... <laughs> which is great that they don't provide any options of what they think it's made of besides hair. Like if she was like, is it made of spaghetti or whatever? Like that would be cute. But I love the ambiguity that they just constantly argue about. Like what his hair is made of? Why would it be anything but hair? <laughs> yeah, it lets your imagination run wild, right? Yeah. With what what kinds of things they come up with and... 
it's just so it's so well done. Oh, it's, I it's, I love it. It breaks my heart. Who's gonna talk about stuff before we go to sleep? Because Tommy and Chucky are like, well, we'll be we can talk to you. We can hang out with you. She's like, well, who's gonna talk about stuff before we go to sleep? And even Tommy doesn't have a comforting answer. He's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and it's. It's so overwhelming, and at this point, too, again, they're, they're babies, they don't really have this broader sense of how things work, so she thinks she might never see him again. Like, she thinks he's disappeared. He's gone forever. Um, and, you know, is that a little ridiculous? Yeah, but to her, it's real, and and it shows. And it's it's another one of those things you can just tell that she loves him, and uh, it's good stuff. Sure is. And then, so they've switched bows, right? And I love the gender implications here that Phil finds her ribbon and he just wears it, like, without hesitation, even though it's, you know, traditionally girly. And I I love, I'm probably overthinking it, but for me, it's a little bit of, like, the writers being aware, at least subconsciously, that gender norms are taught, not born. Like, babies have no concept of that stuff. So Phil just wears it because it reminds him of her and he's, you know worried about her and all that so I loved that and it also causes like this 12th night moment throwback to our high school play we were in together uh where Betty thinks that Lil is Phil and Phil is Lil because one doesn't have the ribbon and the other does so I thought that was very entertaining yeah and it also sort of helps it be that thing where she brings who she thinks is Phil back and is like, oh, he's been crying so hard. They've got to be back together. And, you know, it it allows it to get back to where it started without the parents ever finding out what happened, which is also a constant theme of Rugrats, right? Like, they, they go out, they do whatever madness they do, and they always get back in the playpen by the end of the day, and the parents are none the wiser. Like, that's just, it's just what happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, they are some oblivious parents, which is part of the charm of Rugrats. Plus, half the plot couldn't happen if the parents actually watched their babies. Which is funny, too, because Dee Dee is such an obsessive parent, right? You'd think... Yeah. You'd think she would pay a little more attention, but, you know, it works well for the show. I think that's part of the message of the show, too, is that, like, no theory can raise your kids like no amount yeah. of thought it's it's action you know not that reading up on education and child rearing isn't is a bad thing but obsessing over it to the point like she's neglecting her kids because she's always reading dr lick dr lick shits which is this great irony yeah it is and yeah i think it's i'm pretty sure it's intentional right and yeah. kind of too we've got these different parenting styles between them and they're all still you know good kids who are loved and cared for and they've got each other and that's that's kind of what makes makes them raised well you know it is yeah it is yeah all, all around just an excellent episode i've loved every episode of rugrats we've done maybe uh you got can i sign you up for like 10 years ashley uh once we're done <laughs> once we're done with avatar we're gonna do every four episodes is an episode of rugrats in order oh boy a, a half episode <laughs> oh goodness As, even if you did every episode we still got how many are there in total there's a ton i there's a lot of rugrats yeah there's a lot of rugrats as there should be of course um I do love, too, that the, it ends they're back together they're reunited they hug they love each other and everything and and then uh, I think Phil's like, 
Yeah, so next time, don't start a fight. <laughs> and they start arguing back and forth. They're like, they're like just constantly bickering siblings. It's so yeah, cute. They're right back to normal. And Tommy and Chucky just shrug at each other like, well, same old. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Stasis you know, is returned. Yeah, it's, say it's a delightful just, ending. Just great. And you know, again, they're still going to love each other at the end of the day, but they're just, they're just ridiculous. They sort of learn their lesson but not exactly so it's (laughs) it's adorable it really is yeah um i think that's everything i want to say about this rugrats is just so so heartwarming this is just what i needed this week it was a really good just feel good episode to watch so if you're if you're having a rough week definitely definitely watch this one and it'll make everything just feel a little bit better yeah it always gives me a little boost All right, are we good to move on to our conclusion? Let's do it. All right, you guys, our Twitter poll for this week is which Reptar toy would you buy, purple or a green? And to clarify, the one that was given to Phil and Lil was green and Tommy owns the purple one. So that's where these, uh, these come into play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm i gonna have to think about this one, honestly. This is kind of a hard... It's like, do you try to be different and go with the purple one? Uh, I guess I would go with purple because of, the, like, Northwestern connection, and I just like the color purple a lot. Okay, it's it's an easy one for me. <laughs> I want to be different. <laughs> Notice me! Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. Uh, and the classic green, the green one is your, your standard reptar, so... Uh, and if but that's your thing, that's your thing. Sometimes the classics don't need to be messed with, though, you know? Maybe you think purple is just a a cheap knockoff of the original. Who knows? Plus, I feel like purple reptar wouldn't look very good. Yeah, now you're rethinking it, aren't you? I am. Aren't you? We'll see what I vote. I'll t- we'll, t- we'll <laughs> check in next week. Oh, man. So Speaking. listeners are going to be sitting on the edges of their seats on that. And I'm going to pull a U uh, and have a little transition here. Speaking of next week... we are gonna do a hey arnold episode stoop kid the immortal classic uh we're getting back to hey arnold for the first time since the jungle movie the first time of 2018 i can't believe how long we've gone and hey arnold really didn't do well in nick madness so we didn't even discuss it that much yeah it's it is a well-deserved return i love that show so much you all know that we do and I think we kind of were like oh we watched it so much in the beginning and we spaced things out a little bit more but man we we had to get back to it and Stoop Kid is the perfect episode to do it with it is and it is still our most watched Nicktoon so it's not like we've neglected it this will be our 30th episode of Hey Arnold that we've watched and again still well deserved said that it doesn't have the popularity I think it deserves but you know look it's it's still just such a good show. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.